Donald Trump lawyer Alina Haba, who I guess is still occasionally acting as one of Donald Trump's lawyers, has announced that apparently she has decided to revive her and Donald Trump are going to revive a lawsuit that not only got laughed out of court earlier this year, but also resulted in Haba and Trump being fined $936,000 by the judge for filing a lawsuit uh, that was, as the judge said, this case should never have been brought. It's inadequacy as a legal claim was evident from the start. No reasonable lawyer would have filed it. So pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars for wasting the court's time, the judge says. And that happened in January, and now it's August, and Alina Haba's like, you know what? What if we just did that again with the same lawsuit in front of the same judge? Like, let's just, let's see what happens, right? Although she did say she's going to try and try. She's no guarantees, but she's going to try to get that judge removed from the case. But in the meantime, it would still go in front of the same judge who basically said, you're not a reasonable lawyer. And at this point, and again, you were sanctioned hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I I have to wonder at this point, do we have evidence? Like, do we have hard evidence that Alina Haba did in fact graduate from law school? Like, do we know for certain that she has passed the bar The judge just months ago laughed you out of court, insulted you in the ruling, fined you hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're sitting there, you're like, we're going to do it again? Let's just do it. Now, Haba does claim, however, that, uh, you know, the Durham report, which came out, I think, in May, uh, to no fanfare whatsoever, she's like, the new evidence in the Durham report kind of proves this lawsuit. And this lawsuit, of course, is the one that Donald Trump had filed against Hillary Clinton, uh, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, the Democratic National uh, uh, Party, all of those groups alleging that their lies in the campaign about his ties to Russia were somehow bad. (laughs) That's that's not a legal claim, as the judge said, like y'all were running political campaigns, you and her. So she said things that may have turned out to not be true in the end. You can't sue her for that in a political campaign, because if you could, holy crap, every single candidate for every office ever would sue their opponents to oblivion, both Democrats and Republicans, because that's all political advertisements are. You see them on TV all the time. It's just people lying about the other person they're running against. So if Donald Trump were successful in this, then he, of course, would then be sued by President Biden. He'd be sued by Hillary Clinton. He'd be sued by these other Republicans. Uh, Yeah, so you kind of don't want this lawsuit to be successful because the precedent that it would set would basically mean every politician in the country would then be sued by every politician in the country. And then we just have nonstop legal fights for all of eternity which is actually kind of why I do want this to happen. But mostly I want it to happen because I want Alina Haba to get sanctioned again. I I really genuinely want a judge to issue an order that not only makes her pay hundreds of thousands of dollars more, but I just want to see what the judge is going to write when he dismisses the case this time. Because she says she has new evidence from the Durham report, except she doesn't. All the Durham report basically said was like, hey, we think the FBI was, you know, a little too quick on launching a full-scale investigation instead of starting small and building from there. And their only recommendation 
is not criminal charges against Hillary Clinton, but hey, maybe the FBI ought to have one person that kind of oversees any politically charged investigation. That was the recommendation from the Durham report. And Alina Haba says, you know what? That's just enough. It's all I need to refile that lawsuit that basically cost me a small fortune earlier this year. So Alina, best of luck. I really genuinely hope you refile this lawsuit. And I can't wait to do the segment when the judge laughs it out of court and sanctions you for the second time. According to a new report from Semaphore, Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy actually told two of his associates that he had a phone call with Chris Ruddy, the president of the conservative outlet Newsmax earlier this summer. And Ruddy told him, according to these two associates, that if you want to get more favorable coverage on our network, if you want us to interview you in a good time slot instead of throwing you on at 10 o'clock in the morning, then maybe you ought to consider advertising on our network, right? A little pay to play, a little quid pro quo, according to these associates of Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, again, they maintain that this is what Ramaswamy told them based on the conversation that he had with Chris Ruddy, president of Newsmax, but that doesn't seem right. Here's the thing. We may not like Newsmax. I don't like, I don't like Vivek Ramaswamy either, right? I don't like either of these entities that I'm talking about here, but I I think when you analyze what's really happening here, what seems more likely that the president of a conservative network would go out there, risk it all by telling somebody, if you want on my network, you have to pay me. Does that seem more likely or does it seem more likely that Ramaswamy simply misunderstood when Ruddy was like, listen, if you want to reach more people on Newsmax, you just buy ads on it. I mean, that's how you reach the most people anyway, right? Because that, by the way, is actually the response from the company. So let me read you the response from Newsmax, because Newsmax obviously, you know, says this whole thing is, is a farce. Obviously, we would never say that to somebody. But here's what they said. Uh, Newsmax is asking candidates to advertise in order to ensure coverage as some prid quo quo is categorically untrue and correct. Newsmax would take an assertion such as that very seriously. There's no correlation between advertising and editorial visibility for any candidate on Newsmax. If candidates want to reach our audience outside of our programming, then of course, advertising would be a good way for them to do this. That is the basis of all political advertising. (laughs) They then went on to be like, that's pretty much how it works on all networks. If you want to reach our audience, the best way to do it is to advertise on our network. Now that doesn't seem if of course that is what Chris Ruddy was trying to say, and maybe he said it, you know, wrong, but it just kind of seems like he was trying to hint that, listen, dude, you want to reach my audience with my network advertise That's the best way to do it. He's not saying you want to come on my network, you give me money and then we'll book you on some shows that, uh, not exactly what happened. Right. But here's the thing. Newsmax did point out, according to Ramaswamy's associates that Perry Johnson, who apparently is another Republican running for president. I I didn't even know that, but they said Perry Johnson did that. And oh, look at that. He's all over the other shows. And it's true. And Newsmax and their uh, print division 
has run multiple stories about how great Perry Johnson is. He's, he's hosting a show on Sunday evenings while he's running for president. Uh, what's it called here? Uh, Perry Johnson in primetime. So Perry Johnson gave us money, and now look at how well he's doing. <laughs> how well he's doing. I cover politics literally every day for a living, and I didn't even know that this guy existed. So maybe Ramaswamy might want to just hold on to his money. I mean, to be honest, he is doing much better than I think any of us thought he would. Went from an obscure nobody to essentially being in second place. A poll last week, national Republican poll, placed him ahead of Ron DeSantis. So to be honest, you don't need Newsmax. But you also don't need to be misrepresenting what they said to you. And if Chris Ruddy did in fact tell you that this is basically a quid pro quo, then that is something that would obviously need to be investigated. But I don't think we even need to get that far. This is likely just a case of a simple misunderstanding. One side exaggerates it to their friends. The other exaggerates it to the others. And now we're left with this big, stupid mess because there's only so much spotlight in that Republican Party and all of these little freaks are clamoring for their 15 minutes of fame. Former Donald Trump advisor Stephen Miller, who, of course, as we all know, was the architect of some of the darkest and, of course, most anti-non-white people um, actions from the Trump administration. Uh, He was on Fox News this past weekend where he decided that it's time, of course, for Republicans to fight fire with fire and weaponize the Department of Justice to go after Democrats. Here's what Mr. Miller had to say. We've entered a dark new era in American history in which the prosecutor's office has been weaponized and transformed into a tool of political repression. Anyone who is really thinking that it stops here and anybody thinking, well, this will be it, the radical left will move on, is living in a delusion. They're living in an absolute fantasy. If you can get away with having a local prosecutor or main justice take over a presidential election, throw innocent people in jail for decades, potentially, you can prosecute and incarcerate Republican attorneys for the crime, the thought crime of providing legal counsel with which the prosecutor disagrees. There is no ruling principle here. It will be open legal season on Republicans. The only way this ends, and I hate to say it, but it's true, is if Republicans return lawfare in kind. That is the only way you could ever create the political conditions for a ceasefire. Otherwise, one side gets pulverized and it keeps getting pulverized. Okay. So basically what he's saying is, as I said, Republicans have to weaponize attorneys general. They have to weaponize local prosecutors. And if they ever take back the white house, they got to weaponize the DOJ, you know, you know, just, just so the Democrats will, will agree that this is bad. Not, not because we, we want to do it, but you know, you Democrats have forced our hand, you know, you're the reason, uh, we have to become so extreme now is what Stephen Miller is telling us. And, uh, it's interesting to point out by the way, that he was in that segment on Fox news with host Maria Bartiromo and also Republican representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who just a few days prior to this appearance on Sunday actually said that, uh, on social media, she said, why, why are Republican AGs and Republican prosecutors not prosecuting Democrats for their crimes? You see, here's what's happening, folks. 
Republicans have been whining and crying all year, launching investigations in the House, claiming that Democrats have somehow weaponized the justice system to go after Republicans. Now they haven't, unfortunately for them, been able to come up with any evidence to back any of that up, but they're still making that claim. Why? Because every accusation from Republicans is actually an admission. And that's what Stephen Miller is trying to do here. He's like, oh, we, we don't want to prosecute you, but now we have no choice. He says, he said, we have no choice. We're going to have to weaponize the DOJ and just go after our political enemies. You know, we, we don't want to, but oh, gee whiz, you've made us have to do that. No, no, no. It's already been reported for months that Donald Trump was already planning on do that on doing that. So don't act like it's because he's being prosecuted. Y'all had already planned on this. This, this is out there. It's in the ether. We know about it. I've talked about it. And let's be real here too. Let me tell you why this idiotic talking point of weaponizing the DOJ falls apart under scrutiny. How many Republican politicians are currently being prosecuted? I mean, we've got a dozen or so Republicans running for president right now. How many besides Donald Trump are being criminally prosecuted? Hmm. The big old goose egg. How many current Republicans sitting, uh, sitting Republican members of the house or Senate are being even investigated by Democrats, right? I mean, there's George Santos, but I think both sides agree that that guy's a corrupt SOB. And then beyond that, you've got nobody. If Democrats were actually doing what Republicans are accusing them of doing, don't you think the Democrats would be doing it to the Republicans that are accusing them of it? Like if we thought we could get away with investigating and prosecuting Marjorie Taylor Greene, don't you think they'd be doing that? You know, if they thought, Hey, maybe we can get Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott and Brian Kemp out of there too. Don't, don't you think they'd be doing it? Huh? Doesn't that make sense? If your talking point were correct, wouldn't that be what the Democrats are doing? They're not going after their political rivals. The department of justice the investigators in Georgia, the investigators in New York, they went after Donald Trump because they had reason to believe that this man committed crimes. And lo and behold, they were able to show the evidence to grand juries and the grand juries all came back and said, oh yeah, this happened. We do believe he committed crimes and he now has the opportunity to go to court and defend himself and prove that he didn't. So that's kind of how the justice system works. Meanwhile, Republicans have been investigating Hunter Biden for over five years now, and they got him for not paying taxes for two years. So that's the best you got. You can try and say that you're only going to weaponize the DOJ because the Democrats did it first, but we all know that's not the case. You're doing it because that's just who you are as people. And I think everybody needs to realize that really quickly. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Fair and Balance.